In the mind of God, creation was composed in a minor key. Amen. Music. The soundtrack of your life. That old sad song that brings you back to high school when you were home, alone, on Friday night, waiting for a phone call. Or maybe that was me. Music. That 80s power ballad that comes on the radio and muscle memory alone forces you to roll down the window, slam on the gas, and sing like increased volume can overcome tone deafness. That's definitely me. Or it could be an anthem that blends the voice of the choir into something that physically affects you, sending a shiver tiptoeing down your spine as you suddenly realize you are part of something more ancient and sacred than you can possibly articulate. And I hope on Sunday that's all of us because music is a soundtrack of our lives. So now I know I'm getting into dangerous territory trying to recreate part of a college lecture I heard years and years ago. Luckily, Wikipedia helped provide the illusion that I actually know what I'm talking about. The lecture was on the difference between major and minor chords and scales. And for what I remember, it boils down to the difference of one essential note, the third. The third is what gives major sounding scales and chords their brightness and their cheery sound, and what gives minor scales and chords their darker, sadder sound. In other words, music written in a major scale leaves a listener with a more complete and full sound, whereas music written in a minor scale carries with it a darker, brooding, yearning sound. So rather than try and describe this, I'm going to respectfully ask Kyle to give two examples. First the major, then the minor. Don't depress him. (laughs) For some reason, this came to mind when I read the gospel for this Sunday, where Jesus sums up the laws in those famous lines. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. What I realize is my mind instantly always focuses on that second command. I instantly start thinking, who is my neighbor? Then, if I'm honest, I think, I hope not that guy. Then sometimes I think, well, maybe I can try and just love myself a little less before I meet with him. And I'm pretty sure that's not what Jesus wants us to do. That's not what he's talking about. Because I realize that I've been going about this the wrong way by first not concretely trying to follow the first commandment. Now to examine the question, how do I love God with all my heart, with 
all my soul, with all my mind. How are we supposed to show that kind of love? What are we supposed to do? Recently, at our house, there's been some binge-watching of TV that's been occurring. And no, not the cool shows with British manners or zombies or vampires or that show that's on every night, hosted by Anderson Cooper. Instead, it's been binge-watching of the nerdy ones, especially one entitled The Inexplicable Universe, narrated by Neil deGrasse Tyson. And it has simply enthralled me. Just the sheer scale of the universe has blown me away time and again. And the fact that our galaxy itself is traveling 1.3 million miles an hour completely floors me. And then learning that there are trillions and trillions of other galaxies, and it's almost too incredible to consider. And one night, the episode ended with a view from infinity. The screen was completely black until tiny specks appeared. And each of those tiny specks represented a theoretical multiverse. And the camera began to zoom in on one speck, our universe. I went to our universe and I watched galaxies that went flashing by the camera until we finally closed in on that familiar swirl of the Milky Way. Closer and closer the camera panned until it focused on our solar system and finally ended up on the blue planet, our fragile island home. And the entire time, a single chord was played in a minor key until it stopped at our planet and then began to reverse. And then was played a major chord, a response. And that night, I fell asleep wondering how do we show appreciation for the, our existence? How do we appreciate our existence in the face of the sheer magnitude of creation? We are merely a blue dot. And I woke the next morning with a single thought about what we're supposed to do against the infinite. We're supposed to sing our praises to God and creation. Ten years ago, almost to the day, I was on a backpacking trip with my wife and my father. We were camped in Flower Gap near Black Balsam Knob, and the weather was perfect. Autumn chilly with a warming wind from the south, and the leaves were at their peak, a riot of greens, yellows, browns, and reds. And surprisingly, the usual crowds at this popular trail were absent. It was just us. And that night, after supper, we walked up to the crest of the bald to watch the sunset. Now, I've seen a lot of sunsets in my life, but this one was completely magical. Whiffs of clouds changed in and out of colors as the sun nuzzled down into the west behind rows and rows of blue-green mountains. And even the memory of this type of beauty can still break my heart. We sat there. No one said a word. And afterwards, we drank a cup of tea, sat around a fire. And then, because I can't help myself, I had to try and process it. <laughs> and I said, what can you even say after watching such a magical thing like that? 
And that question just sat there. My wife and dad were silent. But then finally my dad's eyebrows furrowed. And he said, well, Thomas, you don't say anything. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Just appreciate you were there to witness. My brothers and sisters, I respectfully remind you that we live our lives in the minuscule corner of the totality of God's creation. All of our strife, our loves, our actions, our dreams, our disappointments all take place on our island home, racing through the darkness in a silent vacuum. With that perspective, in some ways, it is really kind of silly that we spend so much time and effort for the little time we have on this planet. But I'd like to imagine that the creator of all this around us feels some degree of appreciation on Sunday mornings. I imagine God may feel creation was worth it when in the silence of space it's interrupted and people of faith give voice to our appreciation of just being here to witness. We put that thought to words then to music in our gratitude as we boldly say, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna to the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And this occurs all over the surface of the earth as we blast it through the roof. So how do you love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind? I think we start with awe and then appreciation. And that results in praise. We begin by recognizing our yearning is the invitation to the divine. And the yearning of our creator in creation is our answer. And all this is composed to the smallest particle in our bodies. And it's all set to music through living out the soundtracks of our lives. And yet, please remember, it is always to be played in a minor key until made complete by our merger with God's love. Amen.